0: Psalms chapter number 18. He's going to love that I called him out on that too. The book of Psalms, chapter number 18, if you found it, say, Praise the Lord. Verse number three I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Amen. Let's read it together. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. I want to preach for a while tonight on the amazing power of praise. The amazing power of praise. Lord, I thank you, God, for the people that have gathered here in your house tonight. God, for all those who are watching by way of electronic media, listening by some form, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to let the anointing of the Holy Ghost move in this place for the power of your word to penetrate hearts and to touch lives tonight. In the name of Jesus, I ask you, God, pour out your spirit and let the anointing of the Holy Ghost destroy every yoke. God, I'm asking for you to do a work in this place. You know every circumstance and every need, God, but you also know that we know you're the answer. And so, God, I pray for your presence to fill this house, for your anointing to move here in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Give the Lord a good hand clap of praise tonight. Why don't you lift your voice with that hand clap and let's give him praise. Oh, hallelujah, Lord, we worship your name. God, we glorify your name. We magnify your name. Hallelujah, Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. God bless you. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. The Bible is the story of great heroes and champions. My earliest memories of my life center around church and the epic stories that I learned in Sunday school and in the house of God about larger-than-life biblical characters. My mind pictures Jacob wrestling with an angel. I can almost see the muscles of Samson as he swings the donkey's jawbone and heaps of Philistines on his right and on his left. Through the pages of our Bibles, we find champions of the faith that have influenced whole societies since the earliest of civilizations. Abraham and Isaac, Moses and Joshua overcame their enemies, the kingdoms and trials, leading Israel to promises and victory. Deborah and Gideon and Samuel show the power of God. Elijah, Elisha, David, the kings and prophets of the Lord showing us all that walking in the power of the living God. It shows us how amazing God really is. As the Old Testament gives way to the new, the names change, but the feats of faith are no less stirring to the heart. Names like Matthew and Mark and Luke and John, the authors of the Gospels, Peter and Paul and Silas and Barnabas, Philip, and on and on it goes, each of them revealing the glorious power of the God that we serve. Time doesn't permit to talk about people like Noah and Sarah and Rebecca and Rachel and Hannah and Timothy and on and on, the prophets and the apostles and the heroes of the Bible. The scriptures from Genesis to Revelation are filled with champions, winners, heroes, conquerors, to the degree that if we look at only their feats of victory, we would be tempted to think that the Bible is nothing but a story of supermen and wonder women who do things that no one else can do. What could someone common like you and I have in, what could we have in common with the people in the Bible? It would seem that the majestic God of the universe would be the God of the champion, the strong, the successful, the awesome, the amazing. Why would the God of a giant killer care about somebody like me? I can't do what David did. I've never killed a lion or a bear or a giant like David did. I've I've never built an ark like Noah did. I never parted a sea like Moses did. I never brought down walls of a city like Joshua did or killed Philistines like Samson. I never walked out of a prison like Simon Peter or I've never seen the victories and deliverance of the Apostle Paul. What could a God like that see in somebody like me You and I have issues and problems and trials and tests and tribulations. We have sickness and frustrations and disappointments and weakness. I don't always feel like I can do all things through Christ. Sometimes I feel like I can't do anything through anybody at all. Sometimes I feel like a failure. I'll be honest, I feel like a failure more than I feel like a champion. I feel like a loser more often than I feel victorious and frustrated more than I feel full of faith. I feel weak more than I feel strong. Maybe I'm only preaching to me tonight. The God of Abraham would be so frustrated by my weakness that I doubt he'd want to give me a second thought. The God of David wouldn't be interested in my daily struggles. I'm not a giant killer like he is, and so because we realize that we're not David and Abraham and Moses and Noah we carry our burdens and our weakness and our weak and our shame thinking that God wouldn't care enough to deal with the mundane issues that I deal with god don't have time for somebody like me because he's so busy with the Samsons and Davids and Daniels and Moses and, and on and on and on, that God, the kind of God that's so awesome and powerful wouldn't have time to do anything for somebody like you and I. And no, I can't part the Red Sea like Moses did, but there is something I can do that Moses did. I can't bring down the walls of Jericho like Joshua did but there is something I can do like Joshua did. I can't kill giants like David did, but there's something I can do that David did. I can't do what Elijah and Elisha and Deborah and Samuel and Paul or Peter, James or John did, but there's something I can do that all of them did. I can worship God like they did. Amen. I have no control over the miracle but I have control over my praise. I can't control the outcome, but I can control how much worship I give God. I can worship God like they worship God. I've learned in life that somebody that knows how to worship is somebody that in the end will always win their battles. Oh, I wish somebody would praise God right now. Amen, I've learned that a worshiper will always win in the end. There's nothing, may I tell you, there's nothing the devil hates more than a worshiper. Six trillion, 674 billion cigarettes sold annually. Can you believe that's there's that many dumb people in the world? Six trillion, 674 billion cigarettes sold annually. Worldwide, people killing themselves. Americans spend over $90 billion on alcohol every year. The worldly music industry made over $15 billion in 2015. Listen to this every single second, $3,075.64 is spent on pornography. The devil has the world eating out of his hand day and night. The demonic spirits of hell have infiltrated society from pillar to post. There's no corner of the world where sin is not rampant, yet it bothers the devil. With all of that he has going on out there, it bothers the devil when somebody worships God in here. Amen. Amen. It bothers the devil. He doesn't mind. The devil doesn't mind when arenas and stadiums all across the world and hundreds and thousands of people scream and yell and jump for sports teams competing for worthless things. He doesn't mind that beer companies get rich selling alcohol to those fans in those stadiums, but it bothers the devil when somebody has conviction to come to the house of God and worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He has the vast majority of the seven billion people in the world right now doing what he wants them to do, but it bothers him that you and I are here doing what God wants us to do. I've decided to, that if it bothers the devil for me to worship, then I'm going to worship just to bother the devil, if nothing else. I'm planning on troubling the devil with my worship tonight. I realize there's lots of people doing lots of things in the world, but I'm doing something for God right now. I love you, Lord Jesus. Come on, it bothers the devil. when so, The devil gets uncomfortable when people worship God. Amen. May I tell you that I want to make the devil uncomfortable around me. I want to make the devil uncomfortable when he comes around me. That's why I always want to be a worshiper. I don't want him to feel like he can have comfort when he's in my presence. I want to trouble him by being a worshiper of the living God. Oh, yes, I've decided to worship. I've decided to worship God. The devil hates worshipers. The devil fights worshipers. He's always had a problem with people who worship God. David was a worshiper. His whole life was about praising God. The Devil Sent a Lion Against David But David Won Because A Worshipper Always Wins He Sent A Bear Against David But David Won Because A Worshipper Always Wins He Sent A Giant Against David But David Won Because A Worshipper Always Wins He Sent A King Against David But David Won Because A Worshipper Always Wins He Sent A Kingdom Against David But David Won Because A Worshipper Always Wins David learned a lesson about worship. You don't wait until after the battle to worship. You send your praise before you into the battle. I am a worshiper. It's not because the music's playing. It's not because the singers are singing. It's not because my favorite song is going, I'm a worshiper, because I've got a God that deserves my praise. Psalms 18 and 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. I will tell you there is an awesome power in praising God. There is something about a praiser that puts the enemy to flight. The the psalmist said, I'm going to call on the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. I'm going to praise him because he's worthy. Now notice, so shall I. He's speaking future tense. I still have enemies. I'm still in a struggle. I'm still in a battle. But I've learned that when I'm in the battle, that's the best time to praise God. Because if I praise him, so shall I be saved. Your victory comes through your worship, your praise co- will bring your breakthrough. I've come to tell somebody, I don't care if you're in this place or if you're riding in your car or if you're sitting at home, if you'll be a worshiper, you can have victory. Your praise will precede your breakthrough. Hallelujah. you know that there are over 850 scripture references Referring to praising, worshiping, glorifying, extolling, or magnifying the Lord. In Genesis 1 and 28, God blessed them. In Genesis 2 and 3, God blessed them. In Genesis 5 and 2, God blessed them. It was in Genesis 9 and 1 where the Bible finally says that man blessed God. May I tell you, I don't want God to have to wait on me to bless him back. I don't want generations to have to go. I don't want days to have to go by. I don't even want minutes to have to go by where God blesses me but has to wait for me to bless him. I want to always be ready to bless him back. I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary, and I will bless the Lord. There's something about worship that blesses the heart of God. I realize, look, I real. you know that praise is inbred in the heart of people. They don't even realize it. Even the atheists, they don't realize that they've been born to worship. But you turn that atheist loose in a game where their best favorite team is fighting for a championship, or their favorite athlete is fighting to win, and that atheist will become a worshiper. They'll clap their hands when their athlete does something they like. They'll clap their hands when their favorite politician walks into the room. They'll lift their hands in victory when their team scores a winning basket and they don't even realize that that worship has been built into them, but it's been misdirected in a way that it was never intended to go. Your praise was not intended for an athlete, a politician, or an actor. Your praise was put in. You for God, there is that innate thing inside of you that was built to worship, and I am built to worship God. I am made to praise Him in my track, my God in heaven. You will find over and over in the Bible, you will find over and over in the scripture. That as people began to worship God, God began to work. It was in Egypt, in Exodus 4 and 31, the Bible, when Moses came to them, when they were in slavery, afflicted by their enemy, the Bible says that when Moses spoke to them, verse 31, and the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction. They bowed their heads and they worshiped God. If they can worship in bondage in Egypt, I can worship in my whatever my situation may be. God, help me to be a worshiper of you over and over in the Bible, whether in trial or test. Or tribulation, or despair, or distress, or destitution, in problems, predicaments, and brother Aaron, thanks for helping me in pain. I was trying to think of a third word that started with P, and all all I could think of was pickle. (laughs) And I've been in a pickle before. I was in a pickle till he came in and said, "Why not use pain?" Thank you for getting me out of my pickle. Amen. Whether in circumstances or crisis or calamity, in wildernesses they worship God, in prisons they worship God, in sickness they worship God, in diseases they worship God, in battles they worship God. In all places, in all circumstances, at all times, God moves for people who will worship God. God, I will tell you the enemy is trying to stifle the church. The enemy is trying to stifle the Christian. The enemy is trying to snuff out the flame of revival. But I refuse to let my praise be taken by a wicked devil and a wicked world. I was made to worship. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. In First Chronicles 16, 29 Give unto the Lord the glory do his name. Bring an offering. Come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalms 34 and 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalms 34 and 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I'm not reading this for my health I'm not reading this for your entertainment. I'm trying to give you a biblical prompting to step out into worship right now. Psalms 18 and 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. Psalms 47, 1, oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Psalm 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Psalms 104, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Psalms 117, O praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people, Psalms 118, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Can I say something about that verse? Can I tell you that that verse was not written at a high point? That verse was not written when everything was going good. That verse was written when there was trouble and distress and trial. But the psalmist opened up their eye in the morning and they said, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice. He had made up his mind. I'm going to be a worshiper I'm gonna be a praiser. My family's gonna be worshipers. And because he said we will rejoice, he could say, and be glad. You can predict your joy by how you worship God. You ought to wake up your eye, open your head, and open your eyes in the morning and lift up your head every day and say, I will rejoice. If you'll rejoice, you can be glad. Psalms 134 and 2, I will lift up my hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Psalms 135, praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the name of the Lord. Praise him, O ye servants of the Lord. Psalms 136, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Psalms 138 and 1, I will praise thee with my whole heart. Psalms 145 and two, every day will I bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Look, there's 850 of these. I can go through them all. Psalms 150, praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Amen, I li- look, I, I, I like that verse. We know we ought to praise God when we come to church, right? Praise God in His sanctuary. When we step through those doors, we cease to be citizens of the world and we become citizens of the kingdom. When we step through those doors, we cease to be just Americans. We come in here as children of the Most High God. We praise Him in His sanctuary. But then He, but then He goes on and He says, "Praise Him in the firmament." of his power. In other words, praise him wherever his power is. Amen, I've been to Asia. I've been to Philippines. I've been, to, I've been in Nepal. I've been, I've been in the Middle East, about 12 countries. I've been in about 12 countries in Europe. I've been all over South and Central America. I've been in islands. I've been all over the world. And I have yet to find a single place where the power of God is not at. That means everywhere you go, everywhere you are, no matter what you're going through and no matter what you're dealing with, you're in the firmament of his power. If you go to the highest mountain, he said, I'm there. If you go to the lowest valley, I'm still there. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty act. Woo. Praise him. For his mighty acts. Praise him for the things he's done. For the people he's healed. For the people he's delivered. For the people he's brought through. For how far he's brought us. For what he's done. Praise him for his mighty acts. But don't just praise him for what he does. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. If he never does another thing, he's still worthy to be praised. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and harp, Amen. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. You say, well, I can't pray. I can't play any music. Well, then praise him with the dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him on the high-sounding cymbals. Man, that takes. I, I don't have any talent at all. I can't do any of that. I I don't have any talent and I don't have any rhythm, so I can't play music and I can't dance. So that means I don't have to do anything. I can just come and be entertained. No, 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 no. There's a verse number six. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. You don't have to praise him. You don't have to praise him. Look, I'm giving you an out. You don't have to praise him. But if you're not gonna praise him, hold your breath. Hold your breath till you think he's worthy. Hold your breath till you believe he's worthy. But if you're breathing, you have an obligation from the Word of God to praise him. Everybody ought to say thank you, Jesus. Everybody ought to say hallelujah. Everybody ought to praise him. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. I'm almost done, I believe. Matthew 8 and 2, and behold, there came a leper. Man, a leper, you can't have much worse than a leper in Bible times. You can't hardly have anything worse than leprosy in the Bible times. It's like COVID-19, 20, 25, 86 times a million. You can't be worse than a leper. But the Bible said there came a leper and worshiped him. A man in the worst condition that anyone that was still alive in that day could be in. There was no condition in that time lower or worse than being a leper. To be a leper was to be in the absolute worst condition you could possibly be in in that that time and day. But the man in the worst condition that he could possibly be in, that leper still found reason to worship him. Amen. I don't have leprosy. I might have been treated like a leper a time or two, but I don't have leprosy. There's no excuse for me not to worship Jesus Christ. If a man in the worst condition he could be in could find just cause to worship The Savior, then my Lord, I ought to worship him for all of his blessings. But here's how the man worshiped him Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. Lord, here's my worship to you. You can take the very worst thing in this world, and you can make it go away. You can take the worst plague that there's ever been, and you can make it go away. So God, I'm gonna worship you, because if you want to, you could vanish COVID-19 off the face of this earth. You could you could do whatever you wanted to, but God, I'm gonna worship you regardless of what you do. I'm gonna praise you. Amen. Let's listen to this, Matthew 9 and 18. While he spake these things unto him, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshiped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead. Man, you talk about rough. You talk about a terrible situation. A man that was a ruler, he knew he knew how to be exalted. But now he knows the depths of grief and sorrow. My daughter is even now dead. But if you'll come and lay your hand on her, she shall live. There's power in worship. Luke 6 to 23, rejoice ye in that day and leap for joy. And at midnight, Acts 16 and 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Amen. At midnight, in the prison, they sang praises unto God. I've come tonight to tell you that no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstance, no matter what your trial, no matter what your situation, no matter what your enemy, no matter what your addiction, no matter what your devil, no matter what's going on in your world, no matter what's come against you, no matter what hell's unleashed on you, no matter what comes against the church, this church is built to worship God, we are made to praise him. I wish somebody'd do it right now. I wish somebody'd do it right now. As you stand with me tonight, I've come to preach to somebody that feels like everything's gone against them. I've come to preach to somebody that feels like they've been in trial and they don't know if there's a way of escape. I've come to tell you with no reservation whatsoever that there is an amazing power that happens when somebody worships God. You find someone that's got a revelation of worship and I'll find you somebody that has overcome trials and tests and tribulation. You're in a room full of people that have faced trials and problems in life. You're looking at people that have come overcome things from the deepest of grief and heartache to the biggest trial of addiction or depression. You're, faith, you're looking at people in this building uh, that have overcome every kind uh, of affliction there could be, but still here we are to worship God and to praise him together. And may I tell you that you have learned the lesson uh, that there's an amazing power to your praise, uh, that if you're going through a trial, just keep praising God. When you're disappointed, just keep praising God. When you don't know what to do, just keep praising God. When you're discouraged, just keep praising God. When you're sick, just keep praising God. When you're lonely, just keep praising God. When you're forsaken, just keep praising God. When you're confused, keep praising God. When you're diseased, keep praising God. When you feel defeated, keep praising God. Because there is an amazing power in from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation uh, and everywhere in between, there's amazing power in praise. Oh, can we do it right now? Can we do it right now? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, somebody ought to praise him. Somebody in their trial. I've come to tell somebody that's in your trial. You ought to open your mouth right now and say, God, I'm still praising you. The devil doesn't like it, but he can't shut me up. He sent a lion, but he can't shut me up. He sent a bear, but he can't shut me up. He sent Goliath, but he can't shut me up. Because a praiser, there's amazing power in praise. Hallelujah. I wish somebody let this, look, I realize there's not as many of us as there usually is, but I'd like to let our voices fill this place with the praise right now. I'd like like for there to be a praise on this hill. God, we're still praising you. We're still worshiping you. Hey, there's amazing power. praise right now. Maybe you're sitting in your living room and your marriage is a mess and you don't know how it's going to work out. Why don't you just start praising God right now? Maybe you're riding down the road and your kids are giving you all kinds of trouble and you don't know if there's any way they're ever going to find God. Why don't you just be praising God right now? Maybe you're overcome with anxiety and discouragement. Why don't you just give God praise right now? Maybe your body's aching and hurting. And maybe you can't run around or jump, but you can just lift your voice and say, God, I love you. God, I trust you. God, I worship you. God, I praise you. God, you're a way maker. God, you're a burden bearer. God, you're a healer. You're a deliverer. God, you open doors where there seems to be no doors and you can open the windows of heaven and make it rain. Oh, God, you give peace in the midst of the storm. You calm the raging sea. You walk on the white-capped billows. Oh, God, you're able to be overcome every trial. God, you're, to- you're stronger than the devil. You're more powerful than the pundits and politicians. So God, you're able the king eternal, immortal, invisible the only wise God be glory and honor and power forever somebody ought to praise him right now there yet you're already there and you can make a way Lord and so God I praise you for my deliverance I praise you for my direction I praise you for my breakthrough I praise you for my victory I praise you for my peace I praise you for my joy God I'm praising you right now for my healing I'm praising you right now God for my children I'm praising you God because you're the master of my future. I praise you, God, because you're the master of my destiny. I praise you, God, because you're bigger than my problem and my trial and my test. So God, while I'm still in my trouble, while I'm still dealing with my situation, I want to praise you because I realize there's an awesome power in my praise.
1: says, I will call temptation for every situation against every giant i'm gonna praise i'm gonna worship i'm gonna call on the name of the lord who is worthy to be praised hallelujah thank you jesus lord god we thank you for your word we thank you for speaking to us and challenging us oh God and I pray in the name of Jesus that the spirit of worship would be upon us everywhere we go that we would not just reserve it for the house of God but our own house in our job in in our cars wherever we're at God I pray that we would have a heart of worship that we would have a spirit of worship upon us oh God let us not go a day without worshiping you for you are worthy to be praised and God we thank you for it we give you the glory and the honor and the praise in Jesus name clap your hands one more time Hallelujah. You can be dismissed in the name of the Lord.